was thinking for the uh, intro, we'll just do uh, Mastered MMA. Mastered <laughs> MMA. Mastered MMA. Mastered MMA. Yeah. And that'll be it. You should have just done that. <laughs> if I wanted. Alright everyone, welcome to another episode of Mastered MMA. We had a massive uh, UFC card at the weekend, UFC 256. We've got a cracker one this weekend to close out the the year for the UFC. So we'll get right into those in a couple of moments. First of all, thanks for joining us. My name is Joe. As always, I'm joined by my co-host Matt. Matt, how are you doing on this fine Tuesday? About 10 days out from Christmas. You were Christmassy last week. I can only imagine what it's like this week. Hello, senor. How are you? Yeah. Feliz Navidad and all that game. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I'm all right, yeah. Uh, yeah, not too bad. Hunkering down. Uh, I have to isolate until the 21st after a little bit a little bit of covid styley worry, but all good. Bit of contact. Yeah, but um, all good. Good. Over here, so it's just got to keep our nuts down until the 21st, then we're let out in the... Like wild animals being exactly. let out of a cage. Exactly like that. We're going <laughs> to lift the hatch and let's let us run free on the 21st. I can't wait, to be honest. But luckily, we've got the UFC to keep us keep us entertained, eh? Exactly. So we might as well get right into it. And it was it was a massive UFC. Obviously, we had a, we had a brilliant card the week before. And we had the main event. This was this this was the uh, main fight on the card, uh, all things considered. And it, they had a lot surrounded it. Obviously, both of these only fought three weeks ago. They both won. They turned it around. Figueiredo up against Matt Brandon Moreno, and uh, ended up being a draw. There was obviously a point deduction in there for Figueiredo for the big nut shot, and it was a pretty big one. Uh, but Moreno done well, really, didn't he? Obviously, no, I think they both look good. We talked about the 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 t- quick turnaround and the the double weight cuts and things like that. For my money, it didn't really seem to make much of a difference. I thought they both looked pretty good. Figueiredo looked scary as ever. Uh, and just when he looked like he might overwhelm Moreno, Moreno came back very strongly, won a couple of rounds. No no, no real doubt about it, to be honest. So this was just a fantastic fight. Obviously, could be fight of the year. Lots of people are saying that. It's always fight of the year when it's the last one you, you've seen, but it's definitely up there, and we'd have to go through them and, and put them all up against each other. But... A brilliant fight, I thought. Ends up with a draw, which is a bit of an odd situation when there's a belt on the line as well, because obviously it's a draw, but one one man ends up going away with the belt. So, slightly odd situation for Moreno, but he looked very happy about it afterwards. He was in a good place, and obviously fighting on a huge pay-per-view for the title is, is a dream come true, especially with his, his, his backstory and what it's taken to get here as well. So, overall, I thought it was a brilliant fight. Good performance by both. Uh, and it has real spice to that division. We've been t- speaking about um, sort of the fights that are coming into that division and the fights we're getting lately, and it is very good, but you do need that rivalry right at the top, and I think you'd easily get a couple more fights out of this one. Well, what an advert for Flyweight's last few weeks has given us not just the, the main event uh, fighters, but others that are coming up through the division as well. Um, and to cap off what uh, an amazing show, really, and they stole the show. I thought it was, like you said, he needs that rival, Figueredo. The division needs a rival. Uh, it's injected some kind of sort of new blood into the, the top of the echelons of the division, but also just more eyes on it because they've topped the last two pay-per-views. Uh, it's just a shame that no one was there to see it live, but I don't know even that, that might have even added to it because hearing some of them shops from them flyways was just 
incredible and I thought the commentary sort of just <laughs> completely yeah. added to that as well it was they were on one at the pure, weekend they, they were on one man DC yeah. scratching his leg remember that bit that was quality yeah. Logan yeah. was just loving it yeah. uh, Anik trying to keep up with a pair of them yes. but an unbelievable fight um, definitely one of the fights of the year if not the fight of the year and they're obviously going to have to run it back I think it's perfect for the division I think I mean we've been banging the drums tirelessly over the last couple of weeks like a broken record but it's in it some respects and I think it's finally got it they've got the, the champion they need obviously it's come out that Figueredo might have had a few medical issues going into that fight that doesn't make any difference to them setting up the rematch and selling that I think it was a justified point deduction as well I think it must have affected Moreno he caught him clean on both bollocks I think <laughs> yeah so that's so it was a justified point deduction. I scored it the same. I thought when that final bell rang, it was 47-47. So it's it's the perfect fight, perfect fight for the division. Figueredo gets his rival that he needs. That bumps up Moreno to the top of the division and, and one of the names on everybody's lips. And, and Flyweight's here to stay, hopefully. Yeah, and I think the draw probably was the best result. Because I think if you look at it, Figueredo probably did do enough to win. And obviously that point deduction kind of brought him back down to parity. So... I think the draw probably in the end is 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 a best result all round. Figueroa keeps his belt. No one loses any anything out of it really, and you get another ready-made rematch whenever they're fit and healthy again and ready to go. Oh, they probably have a bit more of a rest in between the fights than they have coming into this one. But yeah, I think perfect perfect result all round in in many ways, and can't wait to see it again. And obviously, there's a couple more lads in that division making their way up now. Yeah, I think what because obviously they fought both in the last three weeks twice, and that was a massive war. At the weekend, it gives the company time to build other contenders rather than chuck them straight in with Figueredo, perhaps when they aren't ready. Um, yeah, true. Which is something yeah. they couldn't do when sort of Mighty Mouse was champion. He was just sort of getting one front over, spot them away, and they didn't have time to build any actual viable contenders. So with these two having a rest and the rematch on top of it, maybe in four or five, six months, they can build the likes of Askarov, Roy Val to be viable contenders uh, to challenge the winner of that rematch. Yeah, absolutely. And like we say, brilliant card. There's 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 almost too many to mention. We mentioned him last week. Uh, Fiziev up against Moikano. He looks something quite special. Fiziev. He, he's he's almost he looks kind of small for for the division, but just clearly his skills and, and his power and his fighting instinct are on a bit of a different level. So. Thought shout out Fizier. We're just going to get a couple of these out before we get into the uh, nuts and bolts of it all. We also had Mackenzie Dern up against Yandaroba. Uh, Mackenzie Dern looked looked okay to be honest. It was a grappler against grappler, which meant it ended up as a stand up fight. So Dern, you know, didn't hasn't got too much experience in the stand up, but she certainly seemed to have a lot more than Yandaroba in this case. So Dern done well to get a, a win there on the feet. So it, it's it's another it's another sort of. Uh, chip on on her record if you like and, and she looks okay obviously when she goes to the floor she's she's a match for anyone so good little win there but the the, the, the main meat of what we were looking forward to was the old lads lacquer acker the old lads lacquer that we put on last week uh so obviously while we are a fan of the older lads here at muscle mma and matthew actually young matthew picked out picked out a little uh fourfold last week that could have returned a decent amount of money we both got onto it he, he twisted my arm we put a tenner on it each I think there was about five hundred odd pound return in the end, so it was a decent one. And it, I mean, as it turned out, it was quite ambitious, but it did get off to a good start, Matt. And that was Cubby Swanson up against Daniel Pineda, and uh, this was just one that we all love to see. Yeah, it was a perfect start to 
what I thought was the perfect Acker. <laughs> it, it, we, we love an old lad, and he, he looked like he weren't going to go for a minute. Daniel Pineda looked huge in comparison. He was landing. He did, didn't he? Yeah. What looked much the, the bigger shots. A couple in the second round. It was the end of the first round, innit? He hurt him. Yeah. And I thought, oh no, didn't have, didn't have enough time. Might have missed our chance then. He weren't getting on him. It looked like he he had him rocked, but he just was. Yeah, he was playing it, playing a bit more safe, wasn't he? A little bit. In the back of my head, I thought he's an old lad. He's an old lad. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. He's yeah. Been, seen this hundred times before, and I was right. About the only bit I was right about. Was <laughs> and he come out in the second round and knocked him out clean. It was a beautiful shot. I went wild. I screamed the ass down because I thought, hold on, we're onto a winner because I thought this was one of the dodgy ones. Yeah, yeah, one of the this was one of the dodgy ones, if not the the most dodgy. Uh, how how wrong was I? So, uh, but please for Cub got a big win there. Uh, we always have to see him do well. One of the one of the best, really. A lot of uh, fans will say that you have to be one of the best ever in a division. You have to win the belt. I don't necessarily think that's true. With someone like Cub Swanson, he's been some of the best. Been in there with some of the best. Never won a title, no, of course he hasn't. But still got to be respected. And uh, well pleased to see him get a win which moved on to the heavyweights, which was another dodgy one. It was the biggest odds on the, on the Acker, on the old lads Acker. Three to one, JDS. Never really got going. Um, I watched it on the BT app, so you know how long is in the fight, yeah. almost. So it was like, you know, all the gump before, the walk-ins, the gump after. It was like 15-odd minutes or something. I thought, fuck, you know, he's going to get chinned here early. <laughs> and he looked, all, he looked all right in the first round, I thought. If a little bit tentative, I thought. Yeah. yeah, a bit tentative, and I thought he just looked a bit, I don't know, a bit podgier maybe. Cyril Gang, Gangsy boy, and then just got dropped with a stiff jab and that elbow. It looked like it was just all racking up on him in it, and then he started to show the age there. Um, the miles on the clock had just shown on JDS. It was quite sad to see Cyril Gang moves to seven and zero. Joe, what'd you make of that one? The Acker died pretty early. Yeah, it did. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you could see it coming. We, there, was only, there was only really what, two ways this fight was going to go. We, we, we mentioned that. So, I, 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 yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. I think JDS obviously suffered a few knockouts, hasn't he, or a few defeats in a row. I think he, you could kind of tell that was in the back of his mind, or that's what it looked like to me anyway. But I don't think he ever really got going. He, stu- he stood on the outside with Garn, 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 Garnet, Gain, Gain. Gainsy boy. Cyril, Gainsy boy. We, he stuck on the outside with Gainsy boy and it was kind of just, uh, it was a recipe for disaster and he was just waiting to get clipped, I think. So, uh, I mean, that's not the uh, cheeriest way really to describe it, but young JDS, he, he he might be getting his papers pretty soon, I would say. But, I mean, Gainsy, he, he looks he looks good. He, he um, He's obviously got a lot of talent, hasn't he? A lot of good, good kickboxing and a, and a lot of good power. So, remains to be seen how far he'll get. Obviously, you've got your likes of your um, Bladesy boy. Obviously, when Bladesy comes across Gainsey, you might you might you might be in for a little bit, a little bit of trouble there. But I mean, to be fair, to be, uh, Bladesy boy does that with pretty much everyone in the division, apart from one man. So, yeah, yeah, good fight, good fight. Past the Looks big like... test, though. Past the big test, Gainsey. Yes, yeah, he has. He's, he's no slouch, JDS man. He's looked good in in, in some of his recent fights, and I thought because he was six and zero going in, it might. Might get outfought as well as outfought by JDS. I don't know if we might have a bit too much experience for him. I mean, it was always a long shot, but I think Gainsy boy with what with his striking and also he's got a lot of sub wins as well. Big lad, so he, he could cause some uh, problems moving forward. But yeah, sad for JTS. Uh, JDS could be um, could be nearing the end there. I think 
And then this next one, we had uh, we we picked out Jacare up against Kevin Holland. Now this one, I think, I don't know. I guess in theory, this was a little bit more even because you're thinking Jacare is always dangerous, isn't he? He's he's just a complete legend of that division. So it, coming into the fight, you thought well, maybe this is even. We weren't we weren't as worried about this one. But I mean, Kevin Holland, he's not only has he won like five fights this year, five I know he's gone, which I think is setting records. I mean, how you knock someone out from your knees, I don't know. And everyone's mentioned it. You, you, you know it's a big deal when you've got the professional fighters and that. They're coming out and they're completely shocked by it. And I saw this. This this made me get out of my seat, this one, because it's kind of... It goes against literally everything you're ever told. When you're in that situation, you're both kind of getting up. You know, throwing punches probably isn't your best option all the time. But, I mean, Kevin Holland... He, he showed us something else there. He's a black belt himself. I didn't, which I didn't really realise. So, he, and he looked pretty good off the bat on the floor, didn't he? Obviously, he was kind of trying to throw up submissions against Jacare triangles and stuff like that. And if he'd have got that, that would have been impressive as well. But I mean, what a finish this was! Yeah, I mean, it just shows how confident he is in all facets of his game. If you're going, it's like going to the ground with uh, Jacare and just showing a bit of disdain, really. Like you say, that that triangle weren't far off. No, it was well close. Yeah. I thought, oh my God, he's going to submit him here. Um, but yeah, the, the knockout was incredible. It was absolutely unbelievable. Didn't come in. Uh, one of the proper nasty ones, you know, where you're leaning back and your your legs are going a different way. It didn't yes. look good at all. I didn't realise Jacare was 41. Uh, I probably would have swayed my bet the other way. <laughs> um, just a, a disclaimer there, I think. Just Jacare was the pick in the old lags Acker, so you hadn't guessed by now the Acker yeah, is fully dead. It's gone. It's gone. So um, the old lads let us down, but Kevin Holland is not an old lad. He's a new kid on the block, and he's he's coming for for 185, man. Uh, and he, he was, he's coming for Chimiev as well this weekend. Did you see the call out? Yeah, it was a great call out actually. A week he later, knows, he, he knows what people want to see though. He knows that casuals know who Chimiev is. He knows it's a big fight, and he wants to jump on that sort of bandwagon and sort of take Chimiev's uh, momentum. And I'd love to see it, to be honest. If anyone's going to take that, it's Chimiev, surely. Yeah, and I think they've had a little bit of beef in the past, a little bit, little bit of push and shoving. He's been on, no, he's been on on uh, Bisbing's podcast as well. He's called out Derek Branson on there, so I think uh, I think he's almost in two minds. He's, he's got like two minds. He's sort of a. Uh, after the fight, he'll call out Jimmy. Have I'll fight you next week? And then on the other hand, I think he really does want to just clear, completely clear everything out, and probably get another five fights in next year. So he's called out Derek Brunson. Uh, after that, he probably got Marvin Vittori. Maybe he gets a big fight before him. Maybe uh, Hamzat Hamzat comes up, steps up in weight, and fights him again. But either way, Kevin Holland is going to have a massive year next year. If, I mean, it'd be difficult to top this year, wouldn't it? But he, he... Well, he, he's certainly in the conversation for fighter of the year. You, I, I just feel for, for the dentist, Darren Stewart, I think he's owed that fight. And I think yeah. Holland is... He, he dismissed it. He dismissed it when I asked about it as well. Uh, I'd love to hear what Darren Stewart's got to say about that. Let's get him on, Joe. Get on the dentist. This is the call-out. Let's get him on. Get him to tell Holland what he really feels on the biggest podcast in the UK. All right. We'll, we'll get our people to reach out to, to their people. So and that, the final one, eh? This is it, the final, the final leg. One. Final leg of the Acker. Not that it really mattered at this point. Oh, dead in the water. <laughs> so I think this one, um, I'll probably speak for both of us, I think this is one where you're thinking, right, well, this is this is more of a banker. I mean, it's never a banker, is it? But Tony Ferguson, up against Charles Oliveira, we're thinking, all right, well, Tony Ferguson, he had a defeat. 
that, that happens. His first one in 12 fights, however many years that's been. He's going to bounce back against Charles Oliveira. Oliveira's never really proven himself at that top level, which Tony Ferguson is. So this one, even though he's an older lad, I think Tony Ferguson's going to get this done. And Charles Oliveira came out, and it is, it's like the Brazilian Khabib, almost. Just I mean, We all thought Oliveira was good. He's obviously got the most submissions in the UFC ever, which is a pretty good effort. But, I mean, just absolutely smashed Ferguson to smithereens for, for three rounds, and it was it was non-stop, wasn't it? And, I mean, you could go either way on this one. We could talk about Tony Ferguson, or we could talk about how impressive Charles Oliveira was. you got to talk about how impressive Charles Oliveira was, because I think it took us all by surprise. We almost poo-pooed his run. We were like, yeah, it's eight, yeah, run, we eight did. wins yeah. or whatever, and we were like, no, Beat no, one. no real big names in there, which, which there weren't. And this this tends to happen though. Um, you get fires on runs. You say well, you ain't beat anyone, but you can only beat who's put in front of you. Yeah. And he beat Kevin Lee, who's who's an animal and a former one seventy. So it, it says a lot about how powerful Charles Oliveira can be, and he showed that power and that strength against Ferguson, who's not easy to hold down. Yes, he's seen compromise with his arm going into that second round. Yeah, I think it was, time. but I don't know if it is so much. Uh, Oliveira looking good or Ferguson looking very very old is is it over for Tony well it's um, I mean he's put out a tweet I think he's no he said it ain't over it's always difficult on it who are we to sit here and say it's over but I think when you look at that and I think when you've uh, you've been unbeaten for 12 fights you've been scheduled to face you've been, you've been quite rightly the number one number two bloke in the division for going on what best part of 10 years probably by now so you're looking at that Khabib fight. That's the one for the title. Uh, and it's been scheduled five times and it's fallen apart all five times. In that period, you're always getting older. Obviously, at, at his age, those that's kind of extrapolated even more, if you like, at that increase in age. So he's missed out on that fight. You can only imagine the sort of mental anguish and stress that is to get up for that fight five times and have it fall through five times and then you're having to come back and fight someone else and there's no title on the line and I wonder if I wonder if time has just run out on him a little bit and then, and then I mean you do look at Tony Ferguson obviously he's won 12 in a, in a row so it's easy to sit here now and try and pick holes in, in his game but if you think about Tony even on that run what would you describe his, his best qualities as you'd probably say well he's dangerous off his back he can nick submissions when things aren't going his way He's tough as old boots and he's going to be on you. Uh, and he's got some good elbows and that. And I mean, that, is there only so long that that, 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 that skill set is going to going to carry her? You look at someone else, you look at Khabib, you know, clearly he's got something else that's a lot more imposing. Even Connor and Gaethje, you look at their games. Obviously, Gaethje came out on top. Their games are a little bit more imposing. Oliveira's game looks now quite a lot more imposing. He's Ferguson's um, rope-a-dope. You know, is is it all it was ever cracked up to be? I think it was, but I think every fight he's been in has been a war. Even when you look back to the maybe maybe not the cowboy fight, although it was a bit more even in that first round. But when you go back to the Pettis fight, he was getting drops at Barboza. Um, even uh, Lando Venata. Lando Venata going back that far. So I, I I don't want to sort of say was he ever that good sort of thing. I I think he was. But I think you're right in that that does sort of catch up with you and when you're banking on that comeback win all the time and you can't be in wars for that long. He's on the back end a bit in his 30s. Uh, he's always been very hittable. And I think it's, it's a mixture of that and Oliveira 
just coming into his prime and being the perfect star, wasn't it? Yeah, I think I think it is. I think it is, and you know, I'm not. I don't necessarily believe all that, but it's certainly one way to look at it. So I suppose that what it does do, it does get rid of that uh, Ferguson Khabib fight forever, um, which is obviously yeah, it's a big thumbs down there. Uh, but on the other hand, I would be absolutely buzzing off my what's-its to see Oliveira against Khabib. I don't know if that's enough to lure Khabib back, but I just think that's a pretty mouth-watering prospect there. It's always been one of them fights a couple of years ago where you would say, what's the perfect style to beat Khabib? It was always the Gaethje one to nullify the wrestling to keep it standing. And the other one was uh, someone like Oliveira, who, when he's on his back with Khabib on top, can actually pull a, a rabbit out of a hat. So we've seen one of them. Could be past that test, can be past this one. The question is, is Khabib going to come back? Who don't seem that keen on coming back anytime soon, anyway. Come back for someone like Oliveira, where it's a, the risk reward isn't too great for, for a legacy. But on the other hand, he is a, a competitive sportsman. And if Sam mm. people are starting to sort of whisper, oh, Oliveira, I reckon he could beat Khabib, he might want to prove people wrong. And I mean, he's beat everyone else, and that's what's working in Oliveira's favour. Everyone above him in the rankings, Khabib's already choked out. So that would leave Oliveira next in line. I can't really see it next. I think maybe we're probably looking at an Oliveira Gaethje fight first while Khabib sits out a little longer. Maybe see how the Poirier McGregor fight goes. Whoever wins more impressively out of that, we could probably see going. But I agree with you. It's, it's a mouthful in prospect and nice to see a, a fresh matchup as well. Absolutely. And I think all the matchups there for Oliveira in that top five or six now are, ju- are just fantastic. So. Yeah, I mean, he, he may he maybe even stole the show there. Probably not the main event stole it, didn't it, right at the end. But otherwise, a very a very close run second was Charles Oliveira, and, and that capped off a, a very very good uh, card all around the last pay per view of the year. So, that, go on, Matthew. Just say, Joe, you, you're, you're you're Dana White, Dana White with a barnet. You handing out the bonuses. Where are they going? Fight of the night, couple of performances of the night. Who are you, who are you sending them to? Get your checkbook out. Well, that's a tough one, isn't it? I think Fizzy have done well. I think when you look at he, what he's done against Moicano. Uh, and Moicano's, you know, a big name. He's been around for a long time yeah. and, and he showed a, showed a lot of good quality. So for, for Fiziev to do that, I think, was impressive. I think it's difficult to look past Oliveira to do that against Tony Ferguson. But then again, it's difficult to look past Kevin, Kevin, Kevin Ollins finished the Jacare because that was just amazing. So, I mean, it's a tough one. You'd, you'd probably have to dig, dig into your pockets a little bit and, and give out a couple of extra ones. Yeah, he's probably a bit low on the old cash, Dana, yeah. after that one. But I, mean, I was going to wait to win the facilities myself uh, it would have to be an extra 50p here and there yeah a couple, couple of amazon vouchers <laughs> maybe a sainsbury's coupon something like that but no what a way to end the the year pay-per-view wise yeah absolutely and obviously we've got a christmas coming up so we'll get right stuck into our little look back on the year and our favorites and uh i mean these the, these ones that we just mentioned could very well be in there and very well deserved but that takes us on quite nicely to the news <laughs> And welcome to to the news. So we do usually concentrate on the USC on this show, but uh, there's been a little bit of movement out from the USC and a little bit of movement into Bellator. So the first one we got is Rumble Johnson signing for Bellator, and, and I believe he's coming in at light heavyweight. He's been out, he's been out of the game for a little while, Rumble, and he's, he seems well up for it. He's taking a nice little break. Um, he seems well up for a return. Bellator probably the uh, perfect staging ground for him. I believe Dana was interested. Uh, obviously, there's a few different 
theories as to why Rumble might prefer Bellator over UFC. We don't need to get into that, but I, for one, am extremely excited for that on its own just to see Rumble back. But then before I get your thoughts on this, Matthew, we did then have someone else. Yoel Romero was released from the UFC, and Bellator came out and said they weren't actually interested. Uh, maybe that was some clever negotiation tactics on Bellator's behalf because it turns out that actually now Bellator, uh, Romero has signed for Bellator. He will be fighting in the light heavyweight division. Uh, so, I mean, maybe it's not going to happen straight away, but potentially, Matthew, you've got Yoel Romero against Rumble Johnson at light heavyweight in Bellator where perhaps the drug testing isn't as strict as it is elsewhere. What do you make of them, Apples? Uh, them apples and oranges are very, very... <laughs> uh, what's the word, Joe? Succulent. <laughs> Tempting. It's like Lucy. it's like the apple in the uh, garden, Adam and Eve. It's tempting. Just to buy it. <laughs> it's the fight to make, get it up. Oh, mate. Um, plenty of muscle flying around there. Um, I'm a bit gutted though about uh, Anthony Johnson. I think uh, he would have been an excellent, excellent addition to the UFC. I think maybe though what would he's what he's been up to in his time off from the sport. It probably been a step too far to what with the USADA and all that. I'm not saying he's on anything dodgy, but you know these USADA lads they They're pick up tight. any sort of. Yeah, anything hanging about in your system there. So it, it makes sense. It stands to reason he'll go there. With the fight itself, that's, a, that's quite a prospect. Hopefully, Romero comes to fight this time. Um, and it might make us tune into Bellator if we know we can see what channel it's on. Yeah, absolutely. That would help. And then you've also got Corey Anderson in that division, formerly of the UFC, arguably more in his prime. So potentially you've got a nice little uh, trio of fights in there. So... Yeah, fair play to Bellator. They're, they're picking up some good ones. Oh, you're gutted if uh, you're a light heavyweight in Bellator. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, big time. Anderson goes over there, get away from Jonesy and Blackfish <laughs> and stuff. Crumbles in it. Poor old Corey. And then we've got uh, a fight announcement and uh, half an announcement as well. So Islam Makachev is up against Drew Dober. There haven't been many announcements this week, but this is a good fight. Obviously, Makachev, in lots of people's eyes, is a future champion. Uh, almost nailed on, according to lots of people. So for Drew Dober, probably his biggest opportunity to, so far. Uh, good fighter in his own right, Drew Dober, and by all means he could go out and get a win here. So good opportunity for him. Uh, and then we've also got one, we mentioned him earlier, Chimaev. It, it looks like they're still trying to get that Leon Edwards fight on. Obviously Leon, Leon Edwards has been out for a while, and then right at the last minute got caught with COVID and uh, had, it, had, it, had quite a tough time by all accounts. So they're trying to get that on for January the 20th, Edwards Chimaev. Which I would suggest, given the reports of how Leon has felt and how COVID has affected him, I'd say that's maybe a little bit soon. But I think they're desperate to get that fight on. And I think we're all desperate to see it as well, to be honest. Yeah, as much as that holland Chimier fight uh, wets my whistle, I think this is the fight we want to see. And he's a, he's a welterweight Chimier with big Leon Edwards fans. We think he's been a bit hard done by. I don't know about you, but that's my feeling. I think he's been a little bit disrespected, and I'd love to see him derail a hype train. Yeah, I agree. To be honest, I agree. We're big fans of Leon Edwards. Could have could have had a title shot this year very very easily. So, yeah, I mean, like I say, quiet ones there, but uh, potentially something very saucy going on at Bellator rather soon. So, there's your news. So now we move swiftly on to the last UFC event of the year. And I have to say, it is a very, very good one. Uh, to, to to the point you made last week, perhaps perhaps a few too many fights on this card. 
Um, I did like your idea actually last week of some more of a condensed condensed cast, almost like a shot of espresso rather than a big a big glass of latte. I think is what you was uh, getting at. But the main event is that is exactly what I was getting at. Yeah, <laughs> to the letter. <laughs> oh, I'm glad I put it so succinctly there. But anyway, main event. Uh, we've been talking about disrespected bods in this division. Uh, you, you vote for Leon Edwards. I mean, Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, also potentially one of the most disrespected people in this division. Nobody wants to fight him because uh, it's too difficult, basically. Like, um, you've had fighters come out and say, that if you want to, if you want to get into a fight with him, it's just going to be an absolute chess match. Otherwise, he's he's gonna he's gonna kick your face off. So. Always a tough one, but Wonderboy's got a fight up against Jeff Neal. Obviously, Wonderboy himself has made some comments about Chimaev jumping the queue and how it's unfair, and he's probably quite right, to be to be honest with you. So, I do like Wonderboy. Obviously, a bit of a difficult nickname at his age. He is moving into that older lads category, which we like to see, so he's only, he's, he's only warming to us more and more. But, to be honest, uh, Jeff Neal's dangerous. Powerful man, very dangerous. But I think Wonderboy is too much for anyone outside of that top top five really so big layoff for Wonderboy but if if, if, if all if all goes well I think Wonderboy's going to pick up the win here I and mean, it's, it's why are they giving him Jeff Neal it's a bit you know no disrespect to the man but it's, it's a bit of an odd one Wonderboy fought for a title twice I mean maybe they're just keen, keen to keep him away from that title again after a couple of lesser exciting fights but I think Stephen Thompson gets this one yeah, I mean, I think the, the logical matchmaking was Leon Edwards, Stephen Thompson, wasn't it? For whatever reason, I think Edwards didn't want that one. Weren't a big enough name. He lost the big name in Woodley. So, Wonderboy, like you say, no one really wants to fight him. He's a tricky customer. He's a wily veteran. And you can find yourself back back at the queue again if you get beat by him. I don't know about this one. I think it's a bit of a coin flip. Bookies think so as well. It's 9 of 10, both of them. So, I oh, think really? it's a very, very difficult fight to call. I hope Stephen Thompson would have been a favourite there, big time. Yeah, I mean, like you say, though, he's eking himself slowly into that old lad's category. He's 37 now, got a few grey hairs, so he's a big fan of ours because of them two reasons alone. Uh, Jeff Neal, on the other hand, he's just an animal. He's been a bit more active, it seems. Is he a bit more active? Record here, last fall. No, not too active, really. Last fall in the Usman Covington card in December, whereas Wonderboy was in uh, New York against, obviously... Luke in that fight where he put on an absolute masterclass. It's a difficult one, isn't it? I mean, we've seen it a lot recently with a lot of fighters who are high up, can't get a fight, and end up fighting lower-ranked opponents, and this is another case of that. Um, I think there's a lot of passing of the torch this year, it seems, and it could... Well, we saw a lot of it at the weekend. There's three in, in the one acre. <laughs> yeah, one failed acre. And I don't know if we could possibly see another one here. I'm, I'm impressed with Jeff Neal. I think he's incredibly... Uh, strong, quick, great hands, and he's just such nasty man. I, I could see a little upset here if you think if you think Wonderboy's the favourite. I w- would not be surprised if Jeff Neal sort of throws his name into the hat at uh, the top five and welterweight. Speaking of upsets, we've also got one here. I, I haven't got the odds there, Matt, but I'm going to presume in Jose Aldo up against Cheeto Vera. I would assume Aldo is the favourite in this one, but I actually quite fancy Cheeto Vera in this one. And it's always difficult to back against Aldo. Whenever you do, he always turns it around and he keeps on going. But I think all the momentum is with Cheeto Vera, and I think he's just looked... He's, he's looked like he's had that twinkle in his eye lately, that sort of twinkle of destruction. And uh, I, I expect him to get the job done over Jose. Twinkle of destruction. That's beautifully put. That's the title. Poetic, almost. Poetic. 
<laughs> I've got to agree with you. He, he is the favourite. He's four to six. Vera six to five. I've got to agree. I mean, he, he beat O'Malley in his last one, but Yudong's song before that was a loss, which was completely wrong. Should have been a win. And before that, you have to go back to early 2018 for his last loss. And I thought, I think he's just looking on fire at the minute. I think Aldo, on the other hand, is just looking further and further from his best as every fight goes on. Lost his last three. Looked, he looked quite competitive against Yan early doors. It's hard to say he wasn't, but towards the end of that, he just got wore down. No, I agree with you. Marlon varies in his prime, 28. Aldo's just got loads of miles on the clock, and he so, yeah, I think at six to five, he's a good little underdog bet. And there's a few more we'll throw in. Obviously, it is a very big card, and they're all good fights, to be honest, so we could be all day, but this one made the news a few weeks ago. Michelle Pereira up against Chaos Williams. Uh, we know all about Pereira, very very flamboyant, very dangerous as well, but um, Chaos Williams, obviously, with a name like Chaos, you've got a little something about you, and he certainly has. He had an outstanding knockout, made a big name for himself. Only, I don't know, a little over a month ago now, I guess, there's a lot, a lot of bods turning and fights around very quickly lately, but this is one to... Definitely keep an eye on. Not too much going on in terms of rankings and stuff like that at the moment. I think maybe you're looking at a top 15 entrant or something like that. But this should be outstanding. We've had plenty of uh, fight of the year contenders. And in the last card, UFC card of the year, this could very well be one of them. Pretty much anything could happen in, in this fight. Yeah, this is the uh, the one I'm looking forward to the most. It's chaos. With <laughs> yeah. you know I mean? a chaos. With a K as well, yeah. so that, that little extra spice, that twinkle of destruction. Yeah. <laughs> added to it. It's going to be a great fight. I personally will be, I'm not a fan of Pereira's antics in the cage. I think they're a little disrespectful and just a waste of energy, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah. And, That's the main uh, while it can be entertaining, but a lot of it's just smoke and mirrors and just for the for the cameras. And I think it rubs a lot of people up the lo- wrong way and you don't want to rub up chaos the wrong way because I, <laughs> I think this could be in a brutal fashion. That's my big pick. I think he's going to end this in the first. Yeah, I think I think I agree. I think um, chaos is just going to come at you, no messing. And I think uh, as, as as much as Pereira is good enough to kind of handle that and settle down and get his head in the game, I think he'll struggle to resist not doing something crazy and uh, just just letting his focus go. But I mean, it remains to be seen because if he does get that side of his game sorted out, Pereira, he's got all, all the talent and and the size and everything really. So. Yes, it'll be an interesting one to see. We've got a couple of more highlights on there for me. Marlon Marais up against Rob Font. Obviously, Marais, difficult time for him recently. Excellent opportunity for Rob Font there, I think. I think he's 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 on a little bit of a roll himself, so that's a good one. And then you've got Greg Hardy. Obviously, every time he fights, it's pretty much the most difficult fight of his career to date. He's up against Marcin Taipura, who's an interesting uh, contender in that heavyweight division. Uh, he's, he's, not, he's not an older lad, um, but he's just not quite made us at a top level, but... He's kind of uh, in his prime. He'll have plenty of energy, so we won't have anything like that against him. So this is a, an interesting one for Greg Hardy. I'm not really sure where where I, where I see that one going, to be honest. It's always difficult to judge, I think, with Greg Hardy because he's so new to the sport. But Marcin Taipura, probably uh, a bit more dif- more difficult of a test than it looks on paper. Uh, I'm not sure who's the favourite. I would imagine Greg Hardy in that one, probably, just, just for his name. Oh, I'll tell you. <laughs> The favourite, much like a lot of these fights, going back to the Chaos Williams one, that was evens and four to five. This is the same Greg Hardy four to five Tybura evens, which is yeah. no, normally a good uh, indication of whether a fight card's going to be good. You don't know who's going to win. There's no overwhelming favourites, and it's going to be uh, 
tightly contested. I think, I don't know, like you say, you, you nailed it right near there. Greg, Greg Hardy, so new to the sport, picking up new things every single day, no doubt. It's hard to tell which Greg Hardy's going to show up. It's always interesting to see the, the evolution, see how far he's getting. Obviously, the, the same old uh, chat about Greg Hardy will get wheeled out at every fight. Um, yep. Obviously, yep. We, we sort of have to forget about that when we're trying to talk about how the fight's going to I think, I think go you do. Stuff. I think you do need to leave that behind at some point, to be honest. Yeah. It's difficult, but, but we don't know anything about the, the details either at the end of the day. So I think you've got to move on from that. Uh, you know, from a from a sporting perspective, at some point. Well, if yeah, exactly, and from a sporting perspective, it's a big test. We obviously saw he Definitely. he held his own against the ranks in um, Volkov. Yep. Obviously, come up short, but held his own and showed a lot of heart and, and skills. So, and Tibera is probably uh, the second best fighter he's fought. So we'll see true, how he gets yeah, on this weekend. True. That is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good point there. So, uh, I'm very much looking forward to this one. I, I think I think you got some. Some cracking fights on there, and obviously, like you say, they're all—they're not all, but they're most of them are pretty even. Uh, I mean, even just if you look at the prelims, it's an absolutely stacked prelims on main card. You got Pettis Morono. We mentioned that last week. That's come around very quickly, actually. Uh, Gillian Robertson, who's uh, a bit of an animal in that in that fly, women's flyweight division. You got Bilal Muhammad, who's obviously good on social media, up against Diego Lima. Obviously, the the slightly lesser known Lima, so that's a good one. Kyle Robertson's on here. Darren Wynn. Obviously, the uh, the very good wrestler. He's on the prelims. He's had a couple of losses, but he's almost like a mini a mini um, uh, DC in a little way, isn't he? He's, so he's fighting in a catchweight fight. He's, it's always interesting to see see where he goes because he's got all the wrestling skills in the world, really. So excellent card, I think, to round out round out the year and uh, overall just an excellent year all round for the UFC. Yeah, obviously, when you put everything into perspective and the sort of challenges they faced. They've absolutely excelled more so than any other organisation, sport, or just general body. I think they've been excellent. You've got to hand it to Dana White. He's absolutely been completely bullish about everything, particularly in those early days when there was a lot of people not sure whether sport should go ahead. They were weeks and months ahead of Premier League, Anyone, basketball, yeah, yeah. boxing, the lot. And they've and they've turned around What? how many title fights, how many memorable moments. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get into it next week at the end of the Christmas special. That's been outstanding, um, really, hasn't it? But some, yeah, um, some incredible sort of fighters retiring, some new blood, some fighters never even heard of in December 2019. So I'm, I'm more than excited, and I think this is the perfect card to, to finish off the year. No, I agree, and I, I can't wait for that little review card, actually. I think getting prepared for that one is going to be uh, pretty fun. So I'm looking forward to that, but that, that, that does wrap up this episode. So like we say, we'll all... We'll get tucked up and we'll look forward to this last card and then we'll have a couple of weeks break until we're back back on it again. The, the, the New Year's looking looking tremendous as always. So that'll be it from us. Thank you very much for listening. We are Mustard MMA. We're on Twitter and Instagram at Mustard MMA and the Mustard MMA. We've got a little website go up and running, uh, which I reckon over Christmas we'll probably, we'll probably give you a few more details on that. So keep your eyes peeled for that. Uh, but yeah, other than that, thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed the 256 and these ones coming up this week as well. Also, shout out Anthony Joshua. A nice little win for him. But other than that, we'll see you next time. Laters. Bye. Ciao, guys.